Hi everyone, this is Steve Hargadon. How are you? Sure glad to have you here tonight. I'm going to say welcome friends because I feel like so many of you are friends, friends who have become friends through the, the blogosphere and the social networking communities. Okay, so this should be an interesting night. Sure glad that you've come. Um, Peggy, if it's okay with you, can I leave to you the clicking on the call to make sure that everybody who comes in gets, um, yeah, good morning, right, uh, gets um, the ability to, to post in the chat. So we are gathered to talk about Ning and educational social networking. And I have created a, a little bit of an agenda. But before I get there, this may be your first time in Illuminate. And if it is, uh, I want you to know how to use it. Um, if somebody wouldn't mind posting in the chat, just that if, if someone can't hear me speaking, to go up to Tools Audio and run the Audio Setup Wizard. OK, so this is a participative environment. You can see there's already a lot of chat. If that chat is flying by a little too quickly for you, go up to View Layouts and select the Wide Layout. And that will give you a little bit better view of what's taking place. There has been a fairly rich chat going on prior to the session. And we will, uh, we've captured that. And it will be posted as a part of the recording. So don't worry if you miss that. And I'm sure most of that will actually get repeated. Um, to participate in the network here, obviously, you can place uh, messages in the chat. Do be aware that if you send a message to another person privately, both Peggy and I, who are shown here as moderators, do actually see those messages. So there's nothing entirely um, private. I will try and speak as slowly as possible. Uh, below the participant window, you'll see some emoticons. So a smiling face, a clapping hand, confused look or a thumbs down. We will ask you to, anybody who's comfortable, we'll ask you to take the mic tonight. And you do that by raising your hand. So look for the hand with the green up arrow at the bottom of the participant window. Raise that, and we'll give you mic privileges. It is important that you've gone up to Tools Audio and run the Audio Setup Wizard in advance so you know your microphone is working. Um, OK, so without further ado, let's kind of kick in here. I'm, I'm going to start us off. And I want to do so with some appreciations. So first is I, I want to express my appreciation for our community. OK, so we're at 99 participants. Now we're at 101. OK, so 100 people showing up to talk about this because they care. I'm going to clap as well. I think this just shows the kind of the, the the kind of tear-inducing sense that I get that, that as a community we care and we are trying to do good things. There's genuine passion here. And I will tell you that today I've received several emails from people offering to pay for networks that I'm running. Now, in most cases, I've already got sponsors or there's some method for payment. But uh, it is really, truly uh, kind of a gift community here. And the people who have expressed a willingness to support these networks, I think, are saying that they care and that they appreciate uh, what's being done. So um, one of the things I'd like to, you know, to help you with tonight is if you have a community that you, you know, we don't know what's going to happen until May 4th. But if you have a community and you want to keep it running and you don't have the funds to do so, let's make sure that you know what your options are and, and that we tell the stories of how we've gotten sponsorship um, so that you can look for the same. 
My second appreciation uh, needs to be to Ning, because I really feel as though, as difficult a moment as this may be, uh, what Ning has done for me personally and what I think it's done for our community has really been spectacular. Uh, the, the change in discussion that's taken place uh, through social networking as a progression from, uh, you know, thinking about how we are in these conversations on the web. Ning has done something really tremendous. I'm really sorry that the um, financial model hasn't worked for them. I see that Adam Fry here from Wikispaces in the audience, and, and Wikispaces posted a really nice blog on free. And I do think it's a tenable model. Um, Wikispaces does it. Uh, Craigslist does it. Google does it. And, and hopefully, we'll continue to see opportunities for experimentation, which are so important to uh, the education world and the world in general. And th that um, and that Ning will find a way, or others will find a way, to provide these same services uh, to our education community. So I do want to express thanks to Ning. Uh, you know, we're we're in a, in a weird moment right now, but you know, I, I really think that what's happened there has been significant. Okay, so this is my proposed agenda. Uh, uh, you can see that our next stage will be venting, and I wanted to do this early on so that we really had a chance to kind of vent. And just you can grab the mic, you can say what you're feeling, it can be positive, it can be negative, but at least to kind of get that, to allow you the chance to say your piece, either in the chat or by microphone. We won't take forever on this, you know, maybe 10, 10 minutes, uh, but at least to get the thoughts out. Uh, then to look at a set of questions that we really hope that, that Ning will answer for us. And, and I do have good contacts within Ning, and we'll take the uh, material from tonight and make sure that it's seen. So let's let's make sure we know what the questions are, and, and I'll skip to that slide real quickly so you can see. But um, you know, I've put a couple of a few questions in already, just about well, you know, existing names and cost structure and, and the ability to export data, and, and well, let's build on that list. Then um, I think as a community we should express some expectations. So what we really think uh, are reasonable expectations of a service provider. And again, you know, Ning is a commercial company, and they don't have to listen to our expectations. But I think it will be helpful for them to know what we expect. Uh, then maybe some things that would fall in the request category. So uh, things that we, we know would be a little bit harder may not be reasonable expectations, but that we would really like. Um, and then finally, kind of to an organizational side, which is where are we going to keep talking about this? Um, uh, I've put in links to the existing resources that I'm aware of, uh, the Google Doc that Stephen started, Lucy's survey, um, some other information. Um, I think that my uh, Wikispaces wiki for educationalnetworking.com might not be a bad place to also kind of gather links so we know where to go. Uh, where the discussions are taking place and uh, what other kind of live meetings would be helpful. Um, and then finally, just to kind of sense from each of you as to what you're going to do so that, that, that the rest of us can see what courses of action you're taking and kind of brainstorm what those would be. So I hope that's a uh, good agenda. If there's something I've missed, please put it in the chat. And uh, if anybody wants to raise their hand to ask for something different, uh, do so now. Okay, so I'm going to take that as your assent. Uh, and I'm not actually able to follow the chat while I talk. I'm, my brain is not that good. So if I'm missing something significant, please point it out to me. Okay, so let's start with venting. Uh, 
I, I, you know, we don't know. Here's the situation. So Ning, an internal memo at Ning, uh, a memo which obviously would get out, does get out, uh, which discusses the, the reduction in workforce at Ning and also um, the, what's going to be a change in their policy with regard to free networks. The next day, Jason, the CEO, actually posts on the Ning blog that uh, on May 4th they'll make further announcements. And I think there's a little bit of backpedaling at the same time uh, kind of keeps uh, their options open by saying you know, that they're, they're looking at education, they understand the need for um, trial networks, but not necessarily free. So uh, we don't know until May 4th what's actually going to happen. But my, one of the things that really struck me emotionally was that there was a social contract that had been broken which is we, we helped to build and create content on the Ning network with the understanding that it would be available and, and that, um, that we could do so with ads on the site, that we were building content that would continue to exist. And slowly over the course of the last three years, Ning kind of closed that down from the ability to export data to, um, to now not necessarily saying that the you know, that the networks are going to be free. So does anybody else feel a little bit like they were punched in the gut? And again, to take the mic, just uh, click on the hand with the green up arrow if you feel you need to vent. Okay, let's go. We're going to give the mic to Ben. Go ahead, Ben. To turn your microphone on, you click on the larger microphone button. I guess Ben was just trying to raise his hand or clap there. Okay, so Scott, I'm going to give you the mic. To turn your mic on, click on the larger microphone button in the audio area. Hi, everyone. Uh, I think... I was talking to a colleague and I uh, today. Uh, this has been transformative in the way that we've we've taught uh, our classes. We've been heavily working in terms of group learning, cooperative learning, uh, also in terms of differentiated instruction. This seems to tie into all of those. Um, we've only been at it for a few weeks now, but it, in some ways it feels really like a punch in the gut because we've been at it for just a couple of weeks. We have been embracing it wholeheartedly, and now it just seems to be going away. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a bit of a, a kicker for us. I'm definitely waiting for May 4th to see what the uh, the price points are. Um, but I think really three arguments that we should make, um, you know, when we're going back to the people in Ninger, just to say that um, this can be such a great loss leader in terms of uh, having. Yes, we don't pay as educators. Um, but that drives up um, people in the future who might be using Ning for, uh, you know, for groups they might create that they might want the premium services. Um, as well, the amount of people that we bring there, um, if I'm, unless, I'm, unless I'm wrong, uh, ad revenue on websites are based upon the amount of traffic that goes through. If they cut out, and, and I think a lot of people will migrate to other free uh, options if they don't like the price points, they're cutting out a huge amount of people um, that are really going to be able to let them charge a higher uh, ad rate. And then finally, um, from more of like a, you know, from the heart sort of thing, is just to say as educators, this is something that we really, really need. Um, and a lot of us are, are using to engage our students. Thanks, Scott. So Adam, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you'd like to talk, I mean, I think you know, we, we recognize that there are services that do provide things for free and are able to sustain themselves financially. And so, Adam, we welcome your, um, you know, talking about that a little if you'd like. And, and I think we're in an interesting situation here, which is we're not really in a position to tell Ning what their business model needs to be. And I'm sure they're getting a lot of feedback about when you cut out the free, you know, what, 
uh, how you, you've really reduced the funnel into the paid services. And I felt a little bit like uh, it, we, we're feeling like it's a failure on our part, but it's really a failure on Ning's part that they uh, were not able to actually take this funnel of free and turn it into the value that a Craigslist or a Wikispaces or you know any of these other services that provide free are able to do, and and that it wasn't um, you know it it's not that the model is bad. Okay, anybody else? Okay, I'm going to give Adam the mic. Thanks, Adam, for being bold there. Thanks, Steve. Um, I was actually just showing up to listen and to learn, but I'm happy to, to share my brief point of view. Um, I think you're 100% right in that the key here is that Ning has all sorts of decisions to make that it'll make itself, and if you want to offer them any advice, you need to understand what those decisions are. So if you want to offer them advice about how to, how to help teachers, you have to understand what their plans are going forward. Um, and so my first bit of advice is to you know, talk to them and, and see what they're trying to do and figure out where they think they're going to make money. Um, and then, you know, as, as we said in our blog post, um, if you want them to support teachers, um, they need to understand how to connect helping teachers to their bottom line. Um, and as you say, it's not a failure on the teacher's part to show them how to do that. It's a failure on their part uh, to do that themselves. And that's not necessarily because they don't want to. It's just that when you're running a business, there are a million different things to do, and that would probably have been you know, item 15 on their list to get to, and they never quite got to it. Um, so I guess that's just my, my, my basic advice is you know, help them as you best can understand how, how helping teachers helps their bottom line. And I think, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the gentleman who was speaking before had a, uh, was sort of on the right track there. Um, uh, but that you will only be able to do that effectively once you really understand what their business plans are. So you know, your point, Steve, about how they haven't actually announced their full plans yet um, is, is very relevant. You need to understand first what they're doing before you, um, you know, jump in. And, and I'm sure the passion that the community has shown so far about how important Ning is to them is at least a good starting point. So I think you're in, uh, uh, on good ground there. Thanks, Adam. Uh, and that's really uh, helpful. Uh, one of the connections you've made for me is that in the document, and I'm going to go to the page here, uh, the organizational page, in Stephen Virgin's, and, and I hope Virgin, in, in Steve's document, Stephen's document, there's actually a place that talks about what the value of Ning has been to education. And so I think that's probably a really good place to focus, is to be documenting how Ning has helped. And, um, and that's a very positive, proactive approach. And it's a, it's a way that's not going to raise defensiveness on Ning's part, but really say, this is what Ning has done. So Gina Bianchini, one of the co-founders, you know, ended up being um, something of a uh, I'm going to say the word friend, but you know, the, the um, Gina hired me to when I did consulting work for them for 18 months, and have had a good communication with her. And she met, emailed me about a month ago, and had been at, a, at the TEDx New York conference, and said, you know, I didn't really have any idea of how uh, pervasive Ning's impact on education had been. I just didn't know. And it was in the form of a thank you to me, which I really appreciated. But I think maybe that's a really good place for us to put some effort here. We may be, we, our tendency may be to kind of 
complain right now, but maybe what we could be doing is talking about all the positive ways that has helped and then tying that hopefully to an understanding of how it's helped to expand Ming's presence. And they can mix, they can make some of those connections. So um, let me suggest that becomes one of our to-dos, is just to talk about social educational networking and, um, and what an impact it's made. OK, does anybody else want to vent? I see lots of uh, chat going on. And again, I apologize for not following it. Uh, more closely. Okay, Cameron, I'm giving you the mic to turn your mic on, the big button in the audio box. And I heard you click on for a second, but I'm not hearing you. Maybe go up to Tools Audio, run that Audio Setup Wizard, and then come back. Or if you have done that, give it another shot. Sorry, Cameron. Uh, go up and do that. Run that tools audio audio setup wizard, and then we'll uh, we'll come back to you, Sharon. Hi, Steve. Um, you know, many of you know that I'm involved with um, uh, work in Africa with uh, Education Beyond Borders, an NGO that works there, and we've introduced Ning as a way for the teachers to communicate and educate amongst themselves. So I just I just want to really continue to to raise that flag about developing nations who can't afford their own servers, who can't afford other services, but Ning has been a real place for them, an entry place for them to explore um, ICT and education and, and technology in a really useful way. So I just, I just want to keep that in everyone's mind. I Sorry, that was me. I left my mic on. Keep going, Sharon. Yeah, and I don't have my headset on, so sorry about that. I usually am a little bit better, but I know I, I just I just want to continue to bring that in the presence. You know, we have millions uh, of people in the world who are not quite online yet, and Ning has been a place where they are coming online beyond email. And um, I just I want the voice of the developing nations around the world to be heard for Ning and how they are using it and have been using it. And I can provide examples if they're interested in just showing how it's been um, a useful platform and environment uh, for that purpose. Thanks, Sharon. And uh, um, it's occurring to me that possibly we could use the educationalnetworking.com wiki um, that, that uh, Adam has helped to provide. So it is a Wikispaces wiki. It's educationalnetworking.com. And I'll put it in the chat here. But it's a place where we've allowed people to put up the networks that they are running so that you could see other examples of educational networking. And maybe uh, let's start a, um, well, I'll take the task of putting in a place there for sort of positive feedback about the impact of educational networking and, and the kinds of things that, um, Sharon, that you've mentioned. Cameron, I'm going to give you the mic again. Are you want brave enough to try again? So um, what what I'm worried about, I suppose, is just wherever we head to next, whether it's it we're staying with Ning, uh, assuming that there's a way for that to happen, or whether we go to another uh, network that is either out there or, or will be, you know, um, something we can move to, is the longevity issue. What you know, what is really great about the Ning is the idea that that 
network in theory, you know, might have been able to stay there for, for many, many years after the students had stopped being students of yours and the students can still go back to the NING to see the things that they've posted, assignments, pictures, conversations they've had and see themselves as sort of, you know, uh, in the bigger picture of them as lifelong learners. So that's what I'm looking for is uh, uh, longevity as well in the next uh, step. So I'm not quite sure where to put that. That's a really good comment. I'm not quite sure where to put that. I, I think we can put it in the questions that we have uh, for Nang. Um, but it also, I think, it becomes a question that we, that we need to be asking wherever we're going uh, and, and what services that we're providing. So I think we can move on. Um, why don't we talk specifically about the questions that we feel it would be really helpful to have Ning answer? And this is this is information I can very directly send to Ning and say, uh, here's here's what we heard. So I've I've written down the grandfathering of existing Nings, the cost structure, uh, the ability to export data, and the and um, Cameron's comment about longevity. So are there other things that we need to be asking them to tell us uh, on, on May 4th if they're able to? Feel free to raise your hand or I'll look for, there we go, okay, Paul, I'm giving you the mic. Do you know the drill? It's the larger microphone button. There you go. Thanks. Yeah, if they go to a, um if they go to a pay system, um, is there going to be any revenue sharing should uh, people decide to run their own ads or sell their own ads on their uh, on their NINGS? Okay, so I'll put that in the list uh, if there will be revenue sharing. So in the in the current structure, if you pay to to host your own ads, then you would get an account with say Google or another ad company, and you would put ads up on yourself, and you would get all of that revenue. Um, so maybe they may may be considering we don't know you know some kind of revenue sharing. Is there another service that you, that any of you are aware of that currently uses a revenue sharing model? Claude, I'm giving you the mic. So Claude, we can hear you typing. Did you want to ask a question out loud? Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, uh, there's a question about the privacy of the people who were members of the NING networks that are going to disappear. Uh, is NING going to um, cancel this data from their database or are they going to go on spamming them with new networks? But I think that's a really valid question, and, and my sense is an appropriate thing to ask for would be some kind of an opt-out. Sandy, I'm giving you the mic. So Sandy, to turn your mic on, you click on the larger microphone button in the audio area. Hello. Can hear you. Can hear you. You listen me. 
my question is uh, uh, if you know another network uh, where uh, we uh, uh, join in our network. I had a, a young reader, young citizen network, young citizen journal network, and I need another possibility to to migrate my, my network, my link network. Do you know how 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 uh, the 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 better network? So, Sandy, I think I understand your question, and there's a little bit of a disclaimer that needs to be given at this point, which is that, that I work for Illuminate, and Illuminate does have a, a free educational social network called LearnCentral.org, and, and we're trying to be very careful here not to use this as an opportunity to promote LearnCentral, but recognizing that this is a good learning moment for all of us who are providing this kind of service. But what I, why don't I do this? Why don't I, I'm just going to create a blank page and I'm going to give everybody uh, typing capability. And for those of you who know how to do this, look for the uh, text letter A, not the A in the white box, but the text letter A, and go ahead and put up on the, the whiteboard the services that you're considering moving to. Now these are also in that document that will go back to that organizational page document. But um, you can you can type in there what those services are. And feel free to raise your hand. Um, I think Gaylene Nelson from Illuminate is also here. I don't know if anybody from any other educational networks are here. You know, we, we provide services and they're all slightly different than the Ning service. So at Learn Central, you can come, you would create a group rather than having your own network like you do at Ning. I think that's going to be true for a lot of the services, that, that you will um, come and create a group. And then we recognize that you know that may not be as attractive to some. If anybody wants to talk about any of these, please feel free. I did notice that you know there was a question about some of these services actually having adult content on them currently, and so they're going to have to figure out what they do there. Again, feel free to raise your hand and give a shout out. Okay, so Jay Gubbins, you've raised your hand. And I think you're on the telephone line, so I'm going to unmute the phone line and you should be able to talk now. Okay, wonderful. Uh, my question for Ning is, will they allow for participants to be able to pay a membership fee to the site so that we can pay for the cost of whatever their price point is? In other words, will we have the ability to put a PayPal button somewhere on the site and charge a dollar a month for membership? Okay, so that's a really good question. And those of you who are typing, um, when you're done typing, I'll go, I'll go back to the other page and we'll put it on that page. And now, Jay, what's your first name? Uh, Jim. Jim, I'm going to leave this line open. Just be aware that if you cough or sneeze or anything, it will come through. But I'll I'll leave the phone line open so that you're not on mute anymore. And then, but okay. still, but still, raise your hand if you want to say something. If we hear dog yeah, barking or a lawnmower, we'll. We'll turn your sound off. 
Yeah, so that's an interesting idea, is the ability to actually charge a membership. I think there are some services that do that currently. Um, uh, Social Go, does Social Go do that? Or Big Tent, does anybody know? Do you know, Jim? Greg says he's looking for someone to pay the monthly bill. So I will tell you that, um, I'll give you a short story here. The Library 2.0 network, which I think actually was created before my Classroom 2.0 network was created, uh, was going to shut down. And I got an email from Bill Drew, who had run that network and was having trouble with spammers. And um, I emailed and said, would you like me to take the network over? I have a pretty good system for dealing with spammers now. And he said yes. And so I bought the library20.org domain name and wanted to take the ads off. And so I emailed to the membership and said, is there anybody who'd be willing to support the network? And Brentwood Schools in LA actually emailed back. And the librarians there wanted to support the network. And so they sent a check for the cost of running the network for a year. That was much easier than I thought it was going to be. And, and based on the response I've gotten from several people today who've offered to pay for the networks that I've been running, um, I think it's not a bad uh, thing to try. Uh, go to your membership sort of sincerely and say, we, we don't want to turn this into a commercial operation, but um, we would like to have some transparent support for the membership. And I found that actually calling it support rather than sponsorship even helps. Uh, OK, so Scott, I'm going to give you the mic. Look for that larger microphone button in the audio box. So um, we're talking about Ning switching over to having us pay for a premium model. Um, because we will be driving audience to their site, I, I guess what I see is they're going to have two ways that they're getting revenue. One being for um, ad revenue, and I guess the other one would be for um, um, like the, the monthly cost or the yearly cost, subscription cost for us to do uh, a premium site. Would we share in that revenue? Is there a profit sharing model or something? That's what I'd like to know from Ning. And it's also in a sort of backhanded way saying to them, asking them, look at the big picture here. If we're driving audience, then maybe you don't want to charge us because we're sort of a go-to uh, group that is going to be uh, continually driving a consistent stream of, uh, um, of audience to their site, which would then allow them to charge higher ad rates to advertising companies. So I'm thinking that's something we might want to ask them, not even necessarily will we honestly get a profit sharing thing, but maybe just to get them thinking about, oh, wait a second, uh, maybe I keep coming back to the point, maybe this is a loss leader that we should look at in order to drive uh, people to, to know that we exist. Um, I used to work in uh, commercials uh, producing them, and I think of it as spending money on a commercial. You never know whether that's really going to drive revenue or not. You hope it does, but the idea is to get your name and your, your uh, brand out there, and hopefully that will drive people to, to then pay for the brand. I'm thinking this might be the same thing. I just want to hopefully get that across to them. So uh, that's a good comment, Scott. And I'm thinking that if we if we look at this list of uh, to-dos, that um, again, if Gina, the co-founder of the company, didn't realize how much was going on in education, then it's probably worth trying to point that out. Now they're the ones who who, who are struggling with their business model. So I don't know that we can really, um, you know, we can't say to them, this is going to happen. You'll drive users, but from their description of the double viral model, 
it certainly seems to make sense that the people who become exposed to Ning networks and education are then creating more Ning networks, some of which are going to be paid. So maybe the way to do this is to, is to consciously blog about an appreciation of Ning and the value we've seen in adoption and believing that this is still a very viable way for them to, to advertise. Um, so I'm liking this particular to-do a lot. If we think about it in terms of encouraging blogging, um, will that actually happen, do you think? Do you think that people will, will do that? Cameron, I'm giving you the mic again. I think uh, you know it's uh, it's something we need, sometimes we need to be fair to Ning as well. Maybe as uh, as an educational group, we should be uh, asking ourselves if there's a certain amount of bandwidth that we uh, could limit ourselves to and still operate on a free basis. Um, you know, I'm sure some of us have things that are pretty low in terms of the amount of data we use, and others that I'm sure you know crank through it, uh, and and that's fine. Uh, too, but um, maybe there's a way for us to get the them to get the best of both worlds, and that they don't have to fire more people. And remember, we are talking about people's jobs here that you know, might be affected by us, um, you know, wanting uh, this free uh, service to continue. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted there. Um, I wanted to make sure that I put in the other questions that had come up. Did anybody want to respond to that? How many countries, continents are we having people in the chat room? That would be interesting. I'm sorry, I didn't pull my map in there. Why don't I do that? I'm gonna. I need somebody to take the mic. Uh, uh, Alice, I hope you take the mic long enough that I can get that map and pull it in, so we can put ourselves on a map to show Nang. You have the mic. Do my best. I'll do my best, Steve, to talk for a few minutes. No, um, but I was just wondering if, if could I just go back to that point about Ning, uh, that Gina possibly didn't know how much uh, Ning had impacted education. Um, maybe we could just somehow generate a list of all the people that are using things, um, you know, so that they can get a sense of the sorts of educational uses that that these are being used for and how important they are in the classroom. Um, I, I know that, and I saw Stephanie comment in there as well. That classroom 2.0 is where I point teachers who are just starting out to learn what a social network is. And um, it's had a huge impact on how I think people are learning how to use and be, be in these kinds of groups. So um, I would be happy to start something if people think that's a good idea, even if it's just a, a Google Doc or something to throw up there for people to add what they're doing in their classrooms. And I hope that's enough time for you to get your map. Okay, I hope you're seeing the map. I've put it up. Um, I'm going to give you permissions again to draw on the whiteboard. Look for the wand with the star at the end, and then click on that, and click on the map to let us know where you're listening from. So I think that uh, educationalnetworking.com might be a good place to do that, because it already has a good long list of 
um, networks where people could add to their that. And I'll you know what I'll do is I'll pull it up in a minute and kind of show that that wiki site. And I think that's a really good idea. Okay, I'm going to move the telephone lights. I hear something in the background there, but but ping me back if you need me to open that up again. So, uh, Lori, I'm giving you the mic. Go ahead. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I jumped in uh, late, but I just wanted to say I really liked the idea of um, the the blogging and and you know expressing appreciation on the one hand, but I'm wondering um, if you know appreciation could move to maybe pressure on the other, and that might be more effective both in getting people to actually write about the issue, uh, to blog about it, and and maybe to be heard on the other end by name. Thanks. So when you say pressure, do you mean, uh, can you give us an idea of what you mean? Well, I think the idea of um, collecting, for example, you know, what everybody's doing educationally with Ning and, and showing the value of it, you know, in the way we're using it is, is one thing. And then, I don't know, rather than encouraging, maybe demanding, because, um, you know, some of us feel violated, kind of uh, a bait and switch kind of thing. So, um, you know, making that an issue is, is a way of putting pressure. Just people, that's what I meant. So uh, uh, I, I think there can be both. I'm really sorry to do this to you all, but that map is moving around like crazy for me. I think it's because the graphic was too big. And so I'm actually going to resize the, the map. And you're going to kill me, but I'm, let's clear the map and start over so that you can um, Put your your icons up again. Are, is everybody seeing the map now? Okay, the stars are all off for me, so I feel like we've got to clear it all off. I'm just going to delete this slide. I think that's going to have to be a personal decision about you know what tone you take, but I've always found that honey attracts more. How does that phrase go? It attracts more bees than <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Connie Weber what I need her for a honey analogy? Okay, let me get rid of this screen and we'll just start over. Okay, I apologize. So I'm going to take off your permissions to modify that screen now just for a second while I put the graphic up and we and I resize it before it gets fully used. Okay, so now if you don't mind, go ahead, click on that wand with the red star at the end and click on the map and let's have a map we can save. Thank you so much for doing that. I'm going to check back on the chat. Get more bees of honey than vinegar. Thanks, Susan. Okay, anybody else? Let's see if we've got a hand raised here. So I think we, um, if anybody else would like to make a comment there, please feel free to do so. To quickly finish up our map and I'll get us back to our agenda. I have a couple of questions. You know, uh, 
one for me would be who who here has a network that they feel like they will have to let go if there's a charge related to that network and how many members are in your network So go ahead and put that in the chat, maybe the number of networks. So Danelle says her school network, 350 members. Maureen, 100 plus. Cameron, 30. Kevin, people are worried that you'd be letting your networks go. Alice, maybe 400 members, 130, 150, 900 and growing. So this is actually, if, you're, if your network were, if you had to start paying, you would consider actually dropping your network. Greg says 3,000 members and may have to foot the bill himself. 3,500. So it seems like most of those networks are in the the 50 to 500 range. Okay, I'm going to take off the map capability so I can move us around. Thanks. Africa, Australia, South America, North America, Central Asia maybe. Okay, so again, knowing that we don't know what those costs are going to be. But questions that we hope will get answered. Any, any others before we move to uh, things that we really would want to say fall into that category of uh, would, now we would talk about uh, expectations, what our expectations would be for the network, and then we'd move to requests. So let's quickly go to um, expectations. So these would be things that we really feel like should be a part of a, a network for educators things that, uh, so if we go back to our questions, you know, the grandfathering of existing networks, um, the uh, ability to export data, the ability for networks to stay up after they've been up. So go ahead and put those answers in the chat or feel free to raise your hand and grab the mic. I'm quite confident I'm missing some as they go off my screen. So Peggy, if you catch any, let me know that I'm missing. Okay, let's just say that I'm going to have to pull these from the chat. Thank you for putting them in the chat. I am not going to be able to keep up with the typing. So um, I've, I've seen some really good ones in here. Um, no, no ads, uh, free for education, um, privacy issues, uh, ability to port to other services, privacy options, free initial startup, migration to other platforms. customization of look and feel, uh, if there are going to be ads that they're age appropriate. This is a great list. Keyword searches for content, no gifts, 
chat functions, walled privacy for students. So this list is really good because it's not just a list for uh, name, but this becomes a, a great list for those like Illuminate who are interested in creating tools with capabilities for educators. Okay, Scott, I'm giving you the mic. Just a quick question I'd have for Ning is um, if it does come to the point where we have to buy in, like if there's not going to be an education you know, free option, uh, is there a way that maybe we could do a um, something where a flat rate for uh, you know unlimited numbers of networks? Because I know I use them, like right now I have one set up for each of my three classes that I teach this semester and I also have uh, one set up on a system, or two set up uh, on a system-wide model. Uh, things for teachers who are interested in differentiation, and another one for our history subject council, where we try to you know come up with great ideas to keep history teachers engaged and to engage their students. I'd be wondering if there'd be a like a flat rate, or it would be on a per network basis. Okay, so that's a good question, and and let's uh, make sure we capture that in its uh, in the list. Um, you know, a question I have because I'm you know classroom 2.0 and future education with lots of members. I've never paid data fees, and I'm very curious to see when those data fees are now, what they're going to be, and will they actually impact me. Okay, Sandy, I'm giving you the mic again. Remember to turn on your microphone. You click on the larger mic button, microphone button in the audio box. In the audio box. Hello, Steve. Uh, I have an idea for um, financial my network. I, I think that uh, I can offer a workshop for m the member of my community. But uh, I, I, my question is, uh, have a, uh, some possibility uh, to, to access to the, the, this uh, system Illuminate uh, a, a low cost for offer a, a conference or or a workshop for my my members in the network, and uh, in this manner I can uh, pay the cost of the the network uh, special service. Okay, thanks for that, Sandy. If I heard you correctly, you're you're thinking of. Uh, combinations of services that would include the kind of um, interactivity we're having here or this kind of an event with the, the network. Um, and again, I need to give fair time to everybody involved, but um, that's probably a pretty good model for Eliminate. So let's move to uh, the request. This would be a wish list. And again, I think some of that you've actually put in the expectations, but let's, let's build this wish list of features for education. Everything, and I'm not going to try to even worry about typing them in. So put them in the chat. I'll put them in the list later. But what what would you really, you know, what would be your wish list for educational networking? Uh, what, what would you like to see happen? What features, systems availability for you? Kevin says, let me pay one cost for up to ten networks. Site license, Site license local, local hosting. Local hosting. Teddy, did you want to say something again? Did you want to say something again? Again, feel free to raise your hand to take the microphone. A model like uh, WordPress. Hoping Google will save the day. 
you know, Google does have its own social networking service, Orkut. It would be interesting to see if they, you know, what they're what they will be thinking about doing. Okay, uh, Gila or Geiler, I'm giving you the mic. To turn your microphone on, click on the larger microphone icon in the audio box. And I can see your mic's on, but I'm not hearing you. Try again. Can you hear me now? Yes. Uh, I would like to have the options to write different languages. Uh, I'm interested in languages that can write from right to left characters. And uh, I'll appreciate if the new way, the new platform, will have this option. Thank you. So uh, that's, that raises a great question. And I, I would have said that Ning was doing a good job with languages, and especially appreciated the, the ability to actually modify the translation features. My question to you would, would be, I've heard this is the second time I've heard the right to left issue. Um, are there others here who, who wish that this were a feature in the networks? And, or are there existing platforms for social networking or educational networking that you feel do this already? Okay, any other kind of uh, blue sky wishing? More widgets? Badges? Plugins? Yeah, file sharing. I certainly think the ability to share, that, that was one thing that Ning has not really fully developed, is the ability to actually have a repository for content. Embedding documents, videos, Skype-like thing embedded, file sharing. Twitter-like capabilities, I'm thinking. Multiple people, yeah. Uh, there were some management of the network issues for Ning, at least for me, where I felt like I couldn't hand off certain things because if I did, it actually made it possible for someone to take the whole network down. Microblogging, file sharing, voice podcast, interface with soft chalk, interesting. Voice wiki, to group your groups. Good. Well, this slide's going to remain blank, but I'll, we'll pull the information in from from the chat. Feel free to keep chatting on that, but I am going to move forward because we're seven minutes away from being an hour, and my guess is that most of us budgeted an hour. I'll keep going, but for those who need to, to leave. Okay, so organizationally, I wanted to make sure you had links for some of the things that have gone up. Uh, Steven's uh, Google Doc is fascinatingly complete, lots of good information there. Uh, Lucy Gray started a survey, and I think it has about 35 responses, and you can look at those. Um, there is a, a, a link to how you back up your user data. And I get uh, Jason, the CEO of Ning, in his blog post indicated that there would be a way to port data. 
I think this is going to be a big question, is how much can you actually port the data? Um, I, it did look like there was a company now offering to take your existing name, port all the information, and have it uh, just sitting there, uh, not modifiable, but actually visible. And so if that's true, um, yeah, if, if if existing free names are going to be shut down, I think a lot of us will be doing that for the names that we're not willing to pay for. Okay, so, um, and I didn't, let me put in here the um, educational wikis, educational networking wiki. There's a place to, to also gather data. In the whiteboard, yeah. In fact, um, well, I'll put all of this into the chat, and right now I'll just copy what's in existence here and put it in the chat as well. So there you go. Okay. So any other organizational things? Do you want to keep talking, and how do you want to keep talking about this? Uh, at one point in time, uh, I was invited, as several of you probably were, to a conversation that the that uh, was it was being I think it was the Galen help me out here uh, was a government agency looking to figure out how to share data across the different educational networks and so those who were running educational networks were asked to come on a conference call and talk about that and you know my question is do we where is the where is a good place to be talking uh, Twitter obviously fulfills some percentage of that do we need a better place to be discussing things? And do we need a, 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 a social network for people running educational social networks? Yeah, a Ning. That would be the right irony. Set up a Ning right now for people running educational social networking. Um, and and I, I'm smiling as I say that because I think that, in fact, uh, you know, uh, that might be helpful. Um, does anybody have a place where that's current? I mean, I could easily start one in Learn Central. Does anybody else have a place where that's already in existence that we should be supporting, or would it be good to set one up so there's a place we can be talking together? Because I feel like, uh, so invited to this were the people running PBS Teachers and uh, the people running We Are Teachers and a number of other networks that are um, have a variety of financial models. Uh, my sense is that there are many of us who are running educational networks that have been using NING that would consider ourselves non-financial participants in social networking for education. So um, is, is, are we an audience that needs to talk to each other in, in any particular way, or is Twitter enough, or do we need some, some more formal way of doing so? So NSDL started that, oh yeah, National Science Digital Library. So Twitter's not enough. So uh, um, I'm going to suggest that educational networking can be the wiki where we have some of that um, content just as a reference. That should be a pretty neutral place. Um, I'm very comfortable starting something in Learn Central. And um, I don't know if we want to start something necessarily in Ning. I, I'm, aside from the, the smiling irony there, I actually worry a little about 
um, you know, who will pay for that and how it moves forward. I will start a group in Learn Central and send an invitation out publicly. Uh, if anybody else feels that there's somewhere else to go, please put that on the wiki and we'll make sure that we're pointing to places where the conversations can take place. And somebody, Kevin said something funny, building a new freeware on the tech. <laughs> okay, so finally, what are you going to do? I'm going to give you back capability right here. Look for the A, or feel free to grab the microphone. You can enter text on this page, or you can grab the mic. Uh, knowing that we don't know everything right now, knowing that we have uh, limited information, is anybody making decisions at this point, and, and what are those decisions? May, so May 4th is when Ming says they will be telling us more. Greg says he's going to wait things out and not worry. I actually think that's a pretty good strategy right now. I received emails from a number of people who, where I belong to the, the network, and they've said they're already shutting it down. And I, my caution would be, don't do that until we've had a chance to talk to Ming and see what they say. Has anybody researched Ning's terms uh, of service and the changes that were made when they moved from being open to closed? And uh, is anybody legally aware enough to talk about that? So the question is, do we have an educational group who would approach Ning? I think I have that capability. And I'm glad to, you know, I'll send them this recording and I'll, and I'll start the dialogue this way. Some, Chris says, I'm going to approach several art vendors about supporting the Ning. I think that's a good idea. I've had success with that. You know, if there's somebody who's running a Ning network and you are not having success getting a supporter, please call me because maybe I have some reach that, that you might not and I'm glad to help support you and help make that happen. There are, you know, as, as long as the fees are reasonable, Ning, there are some communities that we would really, the educational community would lose out if it went away. So this, you know, uh, let, me, let me be an advocate for you. And uh, depending on the cost, you know, if, if a Ning is going to go away, let's not let Library 2, like we didn't let Library 2.0 go away. Let's not let somebody go away who is not able to do this. And there are some options here. So of course, you know, Learn Central, some of the other services, you know, hoping that there are, you feel like you have options. Uh, and the other way to do it would be if for, for some reason Ning is particularly helpful to you as a structure, I mean, we could buy one Ning and use it just for creating groups in that Ning for education. I mean, Classroom 2.0 is very clearly about Web 2.0 on education. You know, uh, Connie's Fireside Ning is about talking about educational issues. But there may be a need just for a place to go and create, um, you know, groups within the Ning. Um, you know, of course, I think Learn Central will do that well, but uh, if we need to do that in a Ning, we can do it if, if we're going to lose valuable entities.
Now, linking back to my blog post maybe does make some sense if that's a place for comments and discussion. And I, and I should have thought of that, and I appreciate your, your mentioning that. But that might be a good thing to do, because I think Ning will see that. Yeah, so Greg asked, could Learn Central start to adopt? Again, I'm, I'm going to take a really neutral stance here because I don't want anybody to feel like this is uh, uh, that we're using this moment to promote Learn Central. But those of us who are running educational networking services, I think, should look very carefully at that list and figure out what it is that we can do to be helpful to educators. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any sense that we would have trouble raising the funds to keep Classroom 2.0 going. Um, and again, I've uh, you know I I pay that cost personally because I feel as though it's just my contribution and it, and it's a, a valuable thing and it you know I feel like I benefit from it. You you know many of you know me because of that and so it's good for me. But uh, we're we're a gift community. I think we're a giving community and we should be supporting each other where we can. Okay, so I recognize that some of you are going to feel like you need to leave. And so I'm going to give Cameron the microphone again. I think, Cameron, you've raised your hand. If you are done and you've gotten enough out of this conversation, please feel free to go. Uh, I'm going to stick around for probably another 20 minutes. We'll keep the recorder going and we'll keep gathering data. I'm going to encourage people to take the microphone. If, you, if you're leaving now, thank you for coming. Uh, again, uh, I, I want to express appreciation to the community. Uh, this is a great community, and I think this is a great chance for us to uh, constructively give voice. Uh, and let's move forward as best we can without worrying. Uh, see what happens. See what May Fourth brings. Um, and if you need help, feel free to email me directly, um, or and we'll and we'll try and set up a way for the community to be talking to each other and supporting each other. Okay, so Cameron, you have the mic. Yeah, um, I think that uh, Norman uh, posted a really good question. You know, we all want a free ride, and, and we're probably being unfair on that. But I also think that we need to be careful as professionals about putting our hands in our own personal you know, uh, wallets and saying that we will uh, fund wherever we go to next, whether it's Ning or anything else. Uh, you know, wherever we can, we should be looking for our educational departments or our whatever funding organisation you have to pony up the money for this. We shouldn't be paying to do uh, uh, this exciting uh, uh, part of our job in the same way that I think Norman's right. We shouldn't really be um, getting too excited about Ning or anyone else providing a free service uh, for the rest of time. I think those are really good points. And I also think that social networking three years ago, nobody really understood its power. And it would have been hard to get people to pay and to adopt a payment model for this. We're definitely in a better place now. And I think we can justify uh, that as an expense for organizations because we can see the value. OK, feel free to raise your hand, and we'll give you the mic. Those of you who are writing on the whiteboard, let's stop just for a second and let me create a new page so you have more room to, to be seen. I'm going to click over in five seconds, four, 
three, two, one. There you go. New blank screen. So there are still 95 of you here, so you must have something that you care about. So feel free to raise your hand, the, the hand with the green up arrow at the bottom of the participant window. We'll get it going. We've got some really great takeaways tonight. Um, I'll take responsibility for organizing this information and getting it to Nang and, and trying to um, have our voice be heard. Sounds like uh, a good a good. Uh, community activity that we've decided is to be blogging about what Ning has done for education, social networking for education, and to be encouraging them to see the connection. Um, sounds like we'll be starting a, a, a group um, for talking about this in Learn Central. Yeah, so what, the, what the, I've not really been a big wet paint user because I've mostly used Wikispaces. Does anybody want to grab the mic and talk about wet paint or other uh, services that have have switched their model and have remained uh, some free? Yeah, I will be emailing out. I'll blog the link to the recordings as well as uh, putting them in an email to the networks that I belong to or, or manage. So it seems to me that we can't we can't ask companies to guarantee that they will be free forever. I, I think that most companies will tell you they can't make that guarantee. But I think we can ask that they guarantee that the data be portable forever, meaning whatever data has been created or contributed needs to be able to be pulled out. So if uh, again, I'm sort of thinking on my feet here, but for sure that's a conclusion I'm coming to, which is, you know, uh, uh, corporations, with boards of directors with competing financial interests are going to have a very hard time saying this will always be free. So what I want to hear is, okay, if it can't be free forever, at least tell me that I can I have full rights to pull my data out and to put it somewhere else if I need to. And Bernie's point is a really good one. I mean, even that, it's not a guarantee that it's going to be easy then to do something with that data but it would make me feel better. You know, and I, Sharon's, Sharon's, I think, making a really good point, which is, you know, do, do, do some of us feel dumb for buying into a system that potentially could put us in this situation? You know, I'm, I'm going to make the argument that as, as hard as it would be for me to watch some of these things going away, that what what's happened by having them be freely available in the experimentation for the last three years has been dramatic. And it's, I think it's taught us the power of this technology and its potential. So we're in the process of culturally negotiating how we now go to the next level. And, and there's, this is this very prominent player in this marketplace sort of pulled the rug out. And now we have a chance to band together as a community and figure out where to go next and, and learn some lessons 
but, but also recognize that, that we're, we're way better off than we were three years ago, as hard as it would be to see me make these changes. This is, we now know something we didn't know before. And so, you know, as we look at open source solutions and as we look at uh, commercial solutions that would provide portability and as we look at these other things, we now have some benchmarks or some tangible ways of evaluating the value of the, of the services and understanding how we can move forward. Yeah, I, I really don't want to lose the investment of the last three years. I don't think Classroom 2.0 is going to go away. You know, I think, you know, worst case scenario, even if the costs were, were raised quite a bit, that the community would pitch in to keep Classroom 2.0 going. And it wouldn't cost much to do so, relatively given 41,000 members or, or some number of members who would pitch in. I'm sure people would. I'm more worried about the 50-person network or the 100-person network or the 200-person network where they're doing something of real substance for a, you know, a community in the long tail that would otherwise not be taking place and that the, the potential exists for that to go away. So, uh, because I think there are a tremendous number of really great things happening in smaller communities, then it would be sad to see them disappear. I mean, I actually did the math on this. If Ning keeps its current financial structure for host your own ads and your own, use your own domain name, you're really looking basically at $30 a month. And if, and if you took 25 networks for $30 a month, that's $9,000 a year. Now, I recognize there are a lot more than 25 networks that would potentially fall in this category. But you know, if there were the choice, those were going to have to go away or they could keep going. Although that's a lot of money, it may not be a lot of money for a, an organization that was looking to do something to benefit the educational community. And, and we could save some of these networks. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping we don't have to save networks. I'm hoping that Ning gives us an option for being able to provide at least legacy or grandfather in certain networks. Norman, giving you the mic. And I'm wondering if you meant to take the mic, Norman, but if you did, look for the large audio button in the the microphone button in the audio area and click on that. It's a, an on-off toggle, so you toggle your microphone on. Okay, am I on? You are on. Oh, this I just wanted to talk on the microphone. I'm sorry. I just found this horribly interesting because I started ninging, oh gosh, I guess a few years ago, and it just never caught on with me. And I went to a conference in Virginia, in Richmond, three weeks ago, and this person presented names, and I thought, well, this is the answer to all my issues. And I started cranking up names with my middle school students. And all of a sudden, this happened. And so that's why I came to this thing tonight. Uh, but thanks for listening. And in case anybody's wondering, if you want to keep talking about this, this is a shameless plug. If it's Tuesday, it's Norm at Night on Blog Talk Radio, 11 p.m. to 11.30. Feel free to call. Norman, make sure you put a link, make sure you put a link to information in the chat so we know how to, those who want to know how to join you on that. I turned your mic off because I was getting an echo.
So there are people like Jim Klein at Saugus Union School District uh, you know, who are using a Drupal to run social networks within their schools. I don't think this is going to go away. I mean, Ning changes the landscape a little bit. We're, this is a very influential, not influential, this is a very creative uh, group, our group, and people will figure out ways to keep doing this. And I think we'll see more and more opportunities and services that will arise. The, it, we may look back on this in this in the sort of the strange way that life works and see this as a wonderfully positive turning point where we got out of being locked into uh, a commercial vendor and moved into services that were based on open source and were provided where we had guarantees. And so, yeah, the gateway drug. So, you know, what Ning has done for us, they've, they've really given us a vision. And we were able to do it for three years for free. And now we have a sense of its value. So we couldn't have three years ago move forward in the ways that we, we can now. And I think that we will we'll work together to find really good solutions. We're not going to let this go. And this is too good a technology. It's so pedagogically helpful to have this kind of interaction taking place. It's such a great leap forward from, from just blogs and from just wikis that I, I, we'll figure this out together. And, and we may look back and say, we're really glad this happened. This, is a, this was a, a huge opportunity for us to make some good changes. Sorry, so Jim's using ELG. Thank you for making that correction. And Jim shares what he does. So I don't know if, if Connie's been doing anything with Jim lately, but uh, you know that's the other great part about uh, what's taking place in open source software is the ability to create solutions that can even be walled garden solutions and then be able to share those solutions so that others can use them. It, w it won't be as easy as Ning, but, but ultimately Richard Stallman will be proud of us for uh, kind of taking back control. Okay, let's give ourselves another 10 minutes. Uh, this has been a rich discussion with lots of great information that's going to take me <laughs> some time to pull together. But I think that uh, there's huge value here and that we'll all appreciate the, the comments that have been made and the, and the documentation of um, both our expectations and wishes for what we would see in, in educational networking and a chance to kind of gather together as a community and, and learn from each other in doing this. This might be a really good topic for a DublogerCon. For those of you who are going to be able to come the Saturday before ISTE, we're holding our 2010 DublogerCon. And uh, that's an all-day unconference prior to uh, the ISTE conference in Denver, Colorado. For those of you who are interested, we're also holding for the first time an open source con the same day. Um, first ever uh, K-12 open source con. Uh, I'm way behind in getting the information up about that on the web, but if you're interested in open source software, as a growing number have been at ISTE each year, then uh, come uh, on Saturday as well. Lots of fun ideas. I'm seeing lots of fun ideas in the chat. Anybody else would like to take the microphone? Hand with the green up arrow. Grab the mic. 
Sandy, thanks for coming in from Argentina. Sure, glad to have you here. Appreciate your comments. So again, I will post the, I'll do a full recording of the Illuminate session and I'll post the full chat tonight. Um, I won't have time tonight to actually pull together in kind of an organized fashion all the chat from both the whiteboard and the um, chat into a, a better document, but we'll do so. And we'll, we'll get that um, organized in such a way as it's, a, it's available. It's going to be raw. We'll be out there in raw form. If anybody would like to volunteer to help in that effort, please let me know. Okay, if we're into the thank yous, then it seems like we're wrapping up. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thanks for great contributions. Thanks for being a community of learners. So let's give ourselves the ability to, to, to gracefully exit. So let's say we're done, and uh, we'll, we'll go from here. I hope you have a great night. Let me know if I can help you individually. I'm going to put my email address in the chat. Yes, we can say it's been constructive, and I think it has been constructive. So we'll have another meeting. <laughs> so funny that I still take notes and a little piece of paper and a book. I put them in my Google Docs later. Yes, thanks. I'm clapping for all of you. Appreciate your coming. Let's close it up. Uh, go ahead and exit out by just cl by clicking on the X at the top right of Illuminate or going to File Exit. And I do own a smartphone, but I still like writing things down. Yes, I don't know if it's an, an appropriate uh, issue for prayer, but um, I, th I think we've actually moved forward with the, uh, I think, a really positive sense of our capability of solving this long term. So I'm glad that we've done so and, and appreciate your being here. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I think we're done. So let's go ahead and close it out. For the recording to process, you actually have to leave the room. So I'm going to let you do that. Thanks, Peggy, for helping out with the moderating. You're a star. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. I don't know if somebody was doing closed captioning, but Tammy, if that was you, thank you. Yes, thanks to Tammy. Okay, and if you haven't left the room in the next minute or so, I will actually kick you out so the recording can process. Thanks so much, Peggy. You are a rock star. Okay, and here goes. I'm going to kick you out, turning off the recording. <laughs>